Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, Steeler Nation? The season may be over, but you know over at the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy, we are going all year. I am JY. This is Michael Nicastro. We're going to get to it because, man, there's still a lot to talk about. The draft is going to be coming up. Everything, man. Steelers crazy. A sick production. Sammy, hike that football. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Steelers crazy. Aaron Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Hike that football. That's a new one. I like that. You think he's in the shotgun? You think he's under center? I think think he's in the shotgun. Running the wildcat? Yeah. And I was, I almost got tears in my eyes here and that we're uh number 43 man super bowl memories man i think again we i was at your house and we skipped school that day but uh yeah that was that was uh man it's a long time ago at this point yeah yeah it was a long time ago It, it you know there's a lot of people that are bringing that up a lot obviously when it comes to to coach tomlin this off season and you could say it was a long time ago because it was but We've had a lot of good football since then, and I know you and I both uh, side with the positive side of Mike Tomlin when it comes yeah. to uh, that, ultimately. Yeah, and and, and let's talk about uh, someone in the elephant in the room, as they say in the Steelers locker room, is uh, Matt Canada is still here. Um, I think everyone in their mother is, like, waiting patiently for, like, someone to tweet uh, the Steelers' relieved duties of Matt Canada. Why is he still here? That's a great question. Uh, Mark Caboli of The Athletic reported just a couple of hours ago that the Steelers' plans are on hold with their coaching staff, which Caboli, great guy, great reporter, has been in Pittsburgh for a long time, kind of, you know, reporting the obvious right there. Uh, They haven't fired anybody and they haven't, you know, said that XYZ is going to be staying as coordinators. So it makes sense that they're in a holding pattern. I don't know what they're waiting for, man. Because it's been a little over a week now after the season has ended, it leads me to believe that Matt Canada is going to be the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers next season, which means he's going to continue to be the punching bag for every single Steelers fan, member of the media, anybody who has any connection to the Steelers, roots for the Steelers, or constantly craps on the Steelers, uh, is going to be bringing up Matt Canada every opportunity they get. So 
there was a few reports out there that they're waiting for other coaches to potentially be fired. There are obviously a lot of coaches who are still in the playoffs right now. So, you know, you can't interview them, right? You can request to interview them, but you can't pluck somebody from the Chiefs, right? Or the Giants right now because they're still working and still playing. So from that perspective, it makes a little bit of sense as to why they'd be waiting. And I do know that we're going to get into another coach who's recently let go that might be a, a opportunist uh, opportunity for the Steelers to bring him in. But I mean, you and I, I think are on the same page with Matt Canada. They are delaying the inevitable still. He's not the long-term answer. His contract expires after next season. If you're going to let him go and walk after next year, which feels almost like a freaking given, just do it now. Cut the cut the cord. Get it over with. Yeah, I've been hearing some stuff on the radio here in Pittsburgh, actually, this morning. Um, and they were talking about that Mike Tomlin kind of had a leash on Matt Canada because he was saying that, they wanted to let the defense win the game. Obviously, uh, we knew that Mitch was playing conservative uh, when he was the starter at the beginning of the season. And then it kind of, you know, it, they kind of did find the light. But I don't think that Matt Canada was the reason for the Steelers offense, the, the little success that they had. Um, because even when we were winning games, it's not like we were putting up, you know, astronomical numbers. I mean, it's it's just... I just think, like you said, it, we're delaying the inevitable. Um, he's going to be gone. It's not. He's not in the five-year plan, so why not do it? And that leads me into my next question. Uh, Byron Leftwich was fired, let go uh, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, former Steeler quarterback, great guy. Um, I think that th that's your replacement right there. Um, obviously, he's knowledgeable. Um, you know, he's been with the Steelers as a player. Um, I, I think that it's the perfect fit. I just think that the Steelers aren't going to pull the trigger. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with me? Do you, do you not agree with me? Uh, I, I just I just think that that's your answer right there. I, I disagree. I am so sick and tired of the Pittsburgh Steelers bringing coaches in because they were previously connected to the team. Like Joey Porter. In some fashion, right? Because it hasn't worked out. I mean, Matt Canada is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Had a connection with Mike Tomlin. They're buddies. Coached his son for a little bit in college or recruited him, I should say. Didn't work out. I made a tweet today. I was joking around. The Steelers' offensive quarter candidates, Byron Leftwich, Deuce Staley, Antoine Randall-L, who are both coaching with the Lions and might actually be qualified candidates. But then I rattled off some other Steelers jokingly, like Chris Fumatu Malafala, Aaron Smith, na you name it. I, I don't know. Bring back sick and at this point. Yeah, Landry Jones, whoever it may be. I'm tired of this kind of circle, this, this clique, if you will, that exists around the Rooney family. This is an organization that I get it is based off of family and tradition, but at some point, right? What's the definition of insanity? If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you are going to, of course, get the same results. You need different results. So look outside of the organization at a Frank Reich. It's not that, listen, it's not that difficult. Coaches go to different teams all the time and succeed without knowing their organization and knowing humans in that building. And that's why I don't want Byron Leftwich because he also had a bad season with Tampa this past season. And I think Bruce Arians, uh, the departed coach who left obviously prior to Leftwich 
taking over the offense was the reason Brady in that offense was successful and not Leftwich. I, I just think it's a little bit different, you know, bringing him in. I, I get what you're saying. I, I still don't understand why Canada is there. I don't know if it's because he recruited Mike Tomlin's son. Uh, I, I have no idea, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll agree to disagree, I guess. Um, so another thing that's going around on the internet right now is uh Jordan Addison declared for the draft, former Pitt Panther, uh, transferred to USC this year. Um, should the Steelers take him in the first round? Let's be honest. I mean, I get that him and Kenny Pickett had that connection in college, but I don't think it's going to be the Joe and uh, Jamar Chase, uh, like, like the connection that they had. He's not Jamar Chase. I, I don't want to call him overrated. I, I think he's a great player, but I, I I don't think that the Steelers need another wide receiver. Now, if Deontay Johnson doesn't return, I think that that could be, you know, maybe I'll lean more towards yes, but I just don't. I, Jordan Addison is a good player. I just don't think that he's a great player. And I get that the connection in college is there, but again, it's just, it's just going to be a no for me. I think there are a lot of pros and cons. I agree with you that Jordan Addison is probably a little bit overrated, at least in Pittsburgh, just because we are used to him, right? We know his name a lot more than a lot of, of course, the other prospects who are out there. He's not Jamar Chase. He's not one of these top receivers. He's probably a slot receiver on an NFL Mm -hmm. team. And you can make the argument, why draft a slot receiver in the first round? Right. Like you we so need many- offensive linemen. I, I will I will be pissed if we drop Jordan Addison in the first round. I won't. At the end of the day, I think this league is now so inspired by explosive offenses. Mm-hmm. You look at who's left. We have Steven Sim Jr. What do you what the have- Chiefs? The Bills. Come on, man. Right? The I'm gonna start Eagles. acting like Stephen A. Smith here in a second. All these teams have maybe outside of the Chiefs, elite receivers. Look what the Eagles did. They brought in A.J. Brown. Their offense took off over the top, man. But I'm saying you're really putting Jordan Addison in the same category as A.J. Brown and Jamar. Come on, man. I'm not. But I'm saying the problem with the Steelers right now is that they have to have a 17-play drive to score a touchdown. Yeah. Five yards in a cloud of dust with Najee. When was the last time we saw Najee break a 68-yard touchdown run? Not saying he isn't a great running back. Really like what he did. But ultimately, he's not that kind of player. George Pickens, going to be a phenomenal receiver. He's not a yak guy. He doesn't have many yards after the catch. Mm. I think, honestly, he he averaged the lowest yards after Tomlin the catch. Tomlin was asking him, did NFL. you see that? Did you see that clip? He's like, can I get some yak after? Did you see that clip on Twitter? Yeah, it makes me want to yak. His lack <laughs> of lack of yak. He has a lack of yak. Deontay Johnson as well. He's not a home run hitter. He's a possession receiver on the outside. Uh, his his yards after catch, I think, are in the negatives because because yeah, he, he goes the wrong way. Actually, uh, so I think he might be getting hitter. tips from Ryan Switzer because remember when he uh, was on special teams, he would always run the opposite way and then get tackled five yards yeah. back. So maybe <laughs> they sure. were hanging out doing uh, off season drills or something. Shout out Switz. I know. Actually, he never answered my text, so I'm not going to shout out Switz uh, on this show. We're angry at Ryan Switzer. Yeah. He but can go I be think- with the Browns. Yeah, I think they need a player who can hit a home run, have an 80 yard touchdown on a slant, take it, take it the distance. You know, these 16 play drives, there's just no room for error, man. You have to be perfect on these drives. Um, You know, you're picking up five or six first downs to get in the end zone. I want one time. Give me a Willie Parker-esque player. Chase Claypool did it his rookie season. 
you know, this is a dude who had so many long touchdowns. And then ever since then, we haven't seen a guy like Martavis Bryant, right? Obviously, Antonio Brown is long gone. But I want somebody who can crib it on one freaking play. And I'm tired of these dink and dunk offenses. Well, that's funny you say that. So I, I was even kind of confused. And I thought that just knowing, you know, being in the Steelers world, what's going on with Calvin Austin? Like, I know that he... um he, he was just, uh, you know, a great player in college, and I was really yeah. excited to see him because I think that he could be a great, you know, wide receiver three and special teams player. I know that he battled injuries, but, like, it was like he never even seen the field. It was like even when I was at training camp, I, I, I didn't even see him on the sideline. Yeah, they decided to shut him down in the middle of the year. He had a foot injury. I don't know if he could have ultimately made it back, but you know how the Steelers are with rookies. They like to bring them along really slow. Yeah. Um, Calvin Austin is a guy that I agree. He has a lot of potential, but I've also seen him in person. The guy's like 5'9", 160 pounds soaking wet. So I don't know. I'm not too far behind. I'm I'm telling you, I don't know if he's going to have the impact a lot of Steelers fans think. I think he might be battling with Anthony Miller, who they just re-signed at the end of the day to have that fourth, fifth wide receiver spot, especially if they go out and draft somebody, which we all expect. Because I know four guys who are going to be on the team. Deontay, Pickens, I think Steven Sims is a lock. I actually really liked what, what he did last season. I do too. And whoever they draft. So how much is a fifth receiver going to contribute at the end of the day? We'll yeah. see if he makes some big plays in the preseason. You never know. There are guys who sneak up on you. But I'm not putting much faith in Calvin Austin Jr. to be that home run hitter when it's all said and done. Yeah, you are watching the Steelers Crazy Sick Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, we are not just on YouTube. You can search us down there. Just use uh, Google, just like you do everything else. Uh, Steelers Sick Podcast. Again, we are going all season. We're going to be having guests. We're bringing the fans on, and we just really appreciate Steeler Nation for rocking with us all year long because the fun has just begun. I think that uh, I'm sure you probably have like 20 mock drafts already. Um, no, I, I'm staying I, away. I, uh, listen, any, the past decade, I would have had 50 already. I have made an agreement with myself, one of these handshakes. With yourself not, and your fiance or just? Just with myself right okay. now. Um, that I'm not going to delve into mock drafts for at least another week or two weeks. I want to take this deep breath after the season. And I will admit it, I have not started really looking into this draft class, right? Like, you know, the top guys, we could talk about Jordan Addison, but I'm not going to come on here and bullshit everybody and tell you about this third round outside linebacker or nickel corner that I think the Steelers should take just because I read his name on Walter football, you know, or something like that. I'm keeping it real. I haven't looked into it yet. After I look into it, I can actually be informative. And then yes, I'll do 30,000 mock drafts and my head will explode and I'll probably, uh, yeah, be single. (laughs) <laughs> let's uh, let's not hope for that because I'm looking forward to the wedding. <laughs> All right. So the Browns pass on Brian Flores. Um, thank God, because I, I don't want to see him in a in a brown shirt. Um, what, what do you do you think that he's not going to be on the Steelers coaching staff next year? I don't think he's going to be on the coaching staff. I think he's qualified to be a head coach or a D.C. somewhere. And I think ultimately he'll get another job, a promotion. Um, And I think it's going to be with another team because the Steelers aren't going to be willing to budge on Terrell Austin at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I'd be happy for Flores. He deserves it. He did have a big impact on the team this year. We talked to Steelers defenders every week here on the SICK podcast, from Chris Wormley to Alex Highsmith to Robert Spillane. Everybody mentioned Brian Flores. 
as a major, major influence on their success this season. And the defense was good throughout. They really were. Um, except that one time, Robert Spillane, I think he said Brian Flores would be the guy to lock himself out of the car, forget his car keys or something like that. I don't know. I remember that. But I'm with you. I'm just stoked that he doesn't get to go to that train wreck of the Cleveland Browns organization. Yeah. Uh, he, he would have been leaving a top-notch franchise in the National Football League to go to that dumpster fire of an organization in there in Cleveland. No offense, Andy, a sick podcast host uh, as well. I would have hated to root against him that strongly two times a season. Um, And so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, he's going to get another job, but uh, I'm with you. I'm happy it's not uh, our neighbors over there to the West. All right. Well, that's the Steeler talk. So let's just talk about the NFL postseason and, and what surprised you. I, I know you 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 didn't have too good of a, a betting week, so we won't bring up uh, any That's certain why games. Single, in all honesty, not the mock drafts. That's why yeah, I'm going to See, I deleted, I deleted my account because I remember a few years ago, my wife was like, why are you watching horse racing and yelling at the television? <laughs> and I was like, and then I didn't need to explain. And then, you know, from there, I, I've been able to uh, – you know, reel, be a good, be a in. good boy, be a good boy, as they say. Yes, reel it in. The urge is a Super Bowl, though, is definitely you one to. that you have to because it's just it's un-American, makes, if not. Yes, that's true. Point us. Yes, we did that in one, and I actually what do you think won heads or tails this year. I think it's going to be tails. I think it's. Wow. I, I'm going to remember that. Right. So, so send that in, lock it in, call Vegas after this podcast. Tails um, never fails. So. The Dolphins in the AFC put up a fight um, with with it basically an eighth string quarterback. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, I was I actually turned off the game because I think it was like fourteen or seventeen, whatever it was. The Bills were just up, and I'm like, I'm not even. I, I went downstairs and played Madden. I came back up, and uh, right before the half, they, they it was just back and forth. Phil, I mean. Josh Allen, man, uh, he needs to get it together because he's not going to be able to do that against other teams in the AFC moving forward um, in the playoffs. Um, obviously, the, the Ravens really played uh, the Bengals really well. Um, my pick is still the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I, I, Kansas City Chiefs, the Cowboys won last. I'm just going to give my breakdown. The Cowboys, they don't scare me. Like I just think that that was a depleted team. Tom Brady, um, you know, he, he gave it all that he got. Um, you know, can't can't say that, but the the Buccaneers were they weren't even a 500 team. Um, yeah. The Steelers beat them this year. Um, the the South, the NFC South, was just absolutely horrible, um, and that just showed in that game. So I'm not really impressed by the by the Cowboys. I think that they're going to get smacked by the 49ers. That's my Super Bowl pick. I think that it will be the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers. And I'm not giving. I think it could go either way. Um, because a lot of people count out Patrick Mahomes because, oh, Joe Burrow, this. I don't even think the Bengals are that that for all. But that's just me. Uh, we'll get your take, and then we'll we'll head out, and then we'll see everyone Thursday. I predicted the Bills to win the Super Bowl on our last show. I said Bills over 49ers. Big believer in the 49ers. I am even more after what they did to the Seahawks. I can't believe Brock Purdy keeps doing this. Like I keep waiting for him to fall off a cliff. Mr. Relevant, seventh-round pick. I think everybody attributed his success to the fact that They're he's deep. in this phenomenal offense. Their defense is the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, right, he, he can obviously rely on them. And Kyle Shanahan, the coaching, absolutely incredible. But right now it looks like Brock Purdy is for real as well. So I still like them in the NFC. I'm with you, man. We were talking about Josh Allen off air. The guy is is 
an anomaly. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's a f- tremendous player. He's probably ultimately going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. But he's got this like mix of, I think the way I explained it before, like Brett Favre, where he trusts his arm maybe a little too much. Jake Cutler is another guy. Um, that's that's wow, I haven't insulting. heard that name in a while. <laughs> that's too insulting to Allen. But Cam Newton, I think, with his uh, size and ability to run, and then like a tumbleweed. Like a ball that has no idea where it's going, just aimlessly floating around in the air, going left, right, back, forth. So th- that's that's what he is. He's a combination of of, of those three. I'll, I'll, I'll lay a percentage on each. So I think the Bills made me really nervous as I watched him in Week 18 against the Patriots. I attributed that to Demar Hamlin, the whole situation. Glad to see he's doing so much better. Shout out Demar three, like you said, always man. But they didn't look good against the Patriots. And that carried over into the first game against Miami. Skylar Thompson, they scored nine points against the freaking Jets at home in a yeah. must-win game. They go on the road and put up 31 points with Skylar Thompson. The Bills are worrying me. I'm with you now. I had the 49ers in it. And right now, I just don't know how the Bills get past the Chiefs on neutral field. But I'll see first if the Chiefs get past the pesky Jaguars, Duval. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. And then Trevor Lawrence celebrating at Waffle House. I think that that was that that made it. I mean, how could you not? He just it, like I, I just the dude being a dude at the end of the day. I mean, they're professional athletes. They're in the limelight. But hey, man, if you want to get Waffle House after after a big playoff win, deserve it. I'm there for it. And hopefully the Steelers will be getting some Waffle House, you know, after their playoff win. And, and I'm just going to say this right now and we're going to end on this. You can call me crazy, but we are Steelers crazy. The Steelers are going to win the AFC North next year, and the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to be the NL wild card. I love that. I'm so happy. This has been one of the best four days as a Pirates fan for me in a long time. Cutch is back. I'm on cloud nine. I'm floating. Now in the, the Penguins air right now. just got to get it together because Penguins they're too inconsistent. They they win five games, they lose seven. So hopefully, I would love to get one more Stanley Cup with. Uh, these three and I hope hopefully everything's all right with Chris Letang too. So praying for him and uh, yeah, man, uh, this is Steeler crazy. We're going to be going all year. We're going to have guests. We're going to have the fans. So make sure you follow us at sick pod Steelers. We're on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you get your podcast. I'm JY. This is Mike. Shout out to our guy, Sammy, as always. And we will see you on Thursday. Here we go, Steelers. It may be the offseason, but you know we bleed black and gold all year. Sammy. Send in those fan questions. Fan questions. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.